Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. They're just messing with her, touching her, and manhandling her. I see, we call it shadow man. He definitely pushes the living away. I've got a bone-chilling fear for the safety of our kids. This room is bad, bad. I feel like there's evil in here. Why the is he torturing this girl? Something bad's going to happen. My name? is Amy Allen. There's panic, and it's almost like a butchering. I see dead people. They all died horribly. I speak to dead people. Get out of here! And they speak to me. Vicious. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. It doesn't matter where you are, I'll find you. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. This guy's a real piece of work. And I know every person, every house, a secret. I feel like I live in a house of hell. It's my job to reveal them. This is not good. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. I want my life back. When we uncover if it's safe for you to stay, is he trying to kill her? Or time to get out. Oh my God. This is going to kill us. I'm down here in Macon, Georgia. Amy and I got called in by a guy named Jeff. He says his entire family is being terrorized by activity in the house. But he's most concerned about his youngest daughter, who's being physically attacked and can barely sleep at night. Now, he's a man of faith and he tried prayer, but it seems to be getting worse. He told me we were his last hope. Before Amy arrives, I look for anything that can influence her findings. Family photos and other personal items need to be covered or removed. When I'm finished, the location will be ready for tonight's walk. Coming up, my body wanted to run 
like an instinct, you know, when you're being hunted. I definitely get that there's a lot of chaos going on around here. It's extremely distracting. I feel extremely ill, really bad, and very painful. It's bad. When we spoke on the phone, it sounded like you were at your wit's end. Last couple of years, it's been hell to live here. I mean, what are you and your family going through? We're, we're talking about anywhere from, from footsteps to, to shadow figures. Okay. To, to hitting, scratching. Who all lives in the house? Uh, it's, it's myself, my wife, Tammy, Jessica, my child, and my son, Hunter. You mentioned that you were really concerned about your youngest daughter. Correct. We've just always been real protective of her, and she seems to be the one that mostly gets attacked. And of course, she's coming downstairs to us crying, and there's no way to, for me to protect her. All you can do is hold her and tell her it'll be all right, although you don't know. That would drive me crazy. It hurts. The house looks pretty new. How long have you guys been here? We've been here 23 years, 1991. We built the house. Did you guys have experiences from the beginning? Just mischievous stuff. Nothing, nothing alarming, nothing frightening. Okay, so why are you calling us now? Uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, they just it started getting ugly. Have you guys tried anything to try to stop what's happening here? Uh, a, a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of shared prayer. Nothing's helped. I can't physically protect my family. I need help. So there is this older man here. He's talking about two bedrooms, two bedrooms that are important here. There's a male and a female in these two rooms um, that are having the problems. But then there's this other guy who's like younger. The younger guy is, is accusing him of being abusive. There's a relationship there. I'm thinking father-son or grandfather-grandson. There's a lot of anger and tension here, and it's a lot between these two men. It's completely unhealthy. It's very, very stressful. You know, you can really feel it. So why'd you bring me in the living room? This is where most of my stuff has taken place. Like what? Me and my son came in the other afternoon. We're, we're walking through the living room. Uh, the fireplace pokers started doing this, shaking all about. Did it stop? It stopped. Uh, we came back, walked back and forth, jumped all around in the room. That doesn't move. So we didn't do that. You guys didn't have a violent storm or anything? with no. hot thunder or anything like no. that? No. Anything else like that ever happened? We came in from church one Sunday. Okay. The whole family together. Uh, this sofa's pulled out from the wall. The other sofa behind me is pulled out from the wall. The recliner is turned around, facing the window. And you definitely weren't broken into you and nothing was no, breached? Nothing, nothing moved, nothing but those three items were moved in here. Hmm. As far as in here, I'm seeing movement issues. I am seeing leaving a room and it's, you know, something set up, say the balls are set up a certain way, coming back and everything's scattered. But I don't know who the is doing it. Nobody's copying to it. 
So, Tammy, I was talking to your husband, Jeff, about stuff that's going on in the house. Curious how you're, how you're handling things. You know, it's just day to day. Um, I've got just a bone-chilling fear for the safety of our kids at this point. And Tammy, when I talked to Jeff, uh, he seemed to think that whatever's here is kind of picking on Jessica. Is that accurate? Oh, I would definitely agree with that. There's a lot more activity with Jessica, and it's a lot more physical. And it's got to kill you as a mom. It breaks my heart. You're constantly scared. You don't know what's going to happen next to your children. Now, what about your yourself? How, what about your experiences? Have you had any? I was sleeping on my side of the bed one night and felt someone sit on the side of the bed, and it was like someone heavy. I mean, you could feel the, the mattress go down to the point that it pulled the covers tight on the bottom part of my leg. And you sure it wasn't a dream? It's positive it wasn't a dream. Anything else? Yes, there is a presence in this corner periodically. It's always in the corner by the gun cabinet, and you immediately know you're being watched. What do you think this is? I have no idea, Steve. All I know is it's dangerous, it's threatening, and it seems to be getting worse. This older man is definitely causing people to be afraid. If they irritate him at all, he, he does creepy to kind of freak them out. What does he do to them? He'll come at night and like move around like a big spider on the floor. On all fours. But they're seeing like this dark thing, you know, moving around the floor in the room, going under the bed. And this freaks people out, or stand in the corner and watch people. It is creepy, and people do see like this black thing in the corner. Do you know what this old man wants the living? He wants to control them like he controlled the people when he was alive. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So Hunter, I was talking to your parents and they were telling me you're having a pretty tough time here. Yeah. You feel very unwanted in the house. Okay. What are you going through? Um, I see what we call it shadow, man. I've seen it, you know, 20 plus times easy. And it's most time right in between those windows right there. Is um, it possible that it's a shadow reflecting from outside at all? I keep my blinds down. They're blackout blinds. You can't see through them. Really? I know your sister's going through some stuff. You and her discuss this? I try to keep it myself, honestly. She's already on edge. You know, I've had probably up to 10 calls from her. Hey, are you in the house? No, I'm not even at the house. She said, I'm the only one home. There's somebody in the house. It's definitely attracted to her for some reason. And I don't know why. I think the two bedrooms the old man was talking about, they're upstairs. Mm, there's a male here, and there's some kind of bonding between this person and the female in the other room. Well, there's something about the windows. Um, I didn't like the windows. But the female. This room is, like, bad, bad. Mm. So, Jessica, I was talking to mom, dad, your brother, Hunter, and it seems like whatever's here is kind of targeting you. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are some of the things that are happening? Well, a lot of times my drawers open by themselves. They just open, all of them. They're almost to the point where they're falling out of the dresser. That far out? Yes. Is anything else moving around in the room? Well, I've actually seen what I thought was a man in my room. It was in front of my bed, and it was actually going through my paperwork on my table. I heard the paper shuffling, so that's why I woke up. I called out to him, and he didn't answer. So I turned to turn on the light, and I came back, and the papers were moved. They were open when originally they were closed. Okay. How are you sleeping at night? I do have nightmares all the time, and I sleepwalk. Give me an example of what you're dreaming. I'd be outside. The sky was red, and everything had almost a red tint. Okay. People would be dancing, and then everyone would stop and just turn their head like they were looking at something. But then I'd wake up, so I never saw what they were looking at. Okay. This female... She has horrible nightmares, horrible nightmares. Some she remembers, some she doesn't. Like I see her waking up outside the house, like what the 
what the f But I don't know if these are just nightmares that she's having. When she's having these experiences, I think there's another uh, force here and it's causing a lot of physical phenomena. What the well, What's going on? She does see the older man. He watches, he calls himself the watcher when all this going on. Why the is he torturing this girl? They'll touch me. I've been doing my hair before and it just grabbed it right here and just snatched it. They were big fingers. So I felt like it was more of a man. Wow. From that point, it only got worse. At one point, something actually laid down behind me. It almost felt like it was spooning. It had its head, like, on me. I mean, I was terrified. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I couldn't even cry. And then it finally just got up, and I heard it walk out. And at that point, I just started crying. Like, I bawled my eyes out. Okay. And I've woken up with scratches. Okay. You guys have a cat, right? Oh, uh, my cat's declawed. How often is that happening, the scratches? The scratches only happen like three times. Only three times. You hear what you're saying? I have a daughter 23 years old. I couldn't imagine her coming to me and telling me the stuff you're saying. I mean, that would kill me. I feel like there's evil in here. I want it to leave. I want our lives back. There's these little dark things, like children. Um, they're black. They're around the bed and touching her feet. They're climbing on the bed. They're climbing on her. They're incapacitating her, so she can't move. She can't yell. She can't do anything. She's like... <sighs> like the air gets sucked out. I feel uncomfortable. Oh, I'm getting chills. Okay, I'm freaking out. When I get to a new town, I put my feelers out. To cops, historians, local professors. In this case, it paid off. I'm on my way to meet with a local genealogist who says all the early owners of Jeff and Tammy's property were slave owners. Now, I don't know if it's going to help my case, but it's something I definitely want to check out. So, Cecil, you mentioned on the phone that uh, some of the early owners of the property I'm investigating had slaves. That's correct. Okay, what can you tell me about them? Well, the earliest guy that we have recorded was named John Martin. He shows up in the 1830 census, and it shows that he owned 33 slaves. 33? 33. 33. He was a slave trader for the area of Macon, as well as he was a farmer. I guess that would explain why so many. Yes. Okay, so now, how long does he have the property? Well, we have record that he sold the property in 1837 to a guy named Alexander Hunt. Okay, so now he moves there. Is he a slave owner, too? The 1850 census right here shows that uh, Alexander has 38 slaves. So he has a few more than John Martin did. Wow. All right, so some reason, this property has an abundance of slaves. Right. Okay, there's another man down here. He's got issues. He is very angry. He's probably like six foot. He's a big guy, big round dude. 
like chubby and built. He's like sweating and he's really angry and hot. He's very protective of his space. He doesn't really want anybody else down here. So he definitely pushes the living away. People would feel him like a wall, like coming up behind them and like just kind of pushing them out. The property is then sold to Joshua Harris. Okay, now what about him as far as slaves go? According to the records, he only has six slaves. Okay, so how's it go for Joshua? Everything seems to be going pretty well until the Civil War comes. And in 1862, one of his sons joins the Confederate Army. His name's James. Okay. And do we have any idea how old that kid was? James was 20. After he was in just north of Atlanta, he was captured and he was held prisoner of war. Joshua Harris had another son that was just a year younger named Franklin. Franklin, I would assume, did the same thing as his brother. No, Franklin did not join. Why not? I get the impression that his dad encouraged him and wanted him to, but you know how sometimes children are. No matter what you ask them to do, they do just the opposite. There's always a rebellious one in the crowd. So now the war ends. What happens with Joshua and the farm? Well, Joshua was able to hold on to the property, whereas many landowners were not able to. Okay, so does he stay there or does he move on? He stays there until he dies in 1895 at the age of 85. Okay, what happened to his son James? James is released as a prisoner of war when the war's over and he comes back. What about the son Franklin that never went off to war? Well, sometime after 1895, after his dad's death, Franklin and two of the sisters leave. And we find record of them in 1899 in Texas. Okay, so did Franklin inherit any of the land? Either, either he wasn't left any or maybe he sold his part. Okay. I'm seeing the older and younger man again. and they're fighting. Uh, it's uncomfortable. That younger guy was saying that this older man was abusive, uh, physically uh, abusive, you know, that he was f torturing the family. He ruled with an iron fist. And I heard words, which was father, uh, landowner, slave. The younger man doesn't have any Thing in common with this older man. Um, he doesn't like him. There's a lot of anger and resentment there. The older man's perspective to the younger man, there's a sense of uh, disappointment. And do you know uh, if they have any kind of connection to this property? Definitely the land. The younger man just kept talking about the land. He was talking about uh, a massacre, something about a war. He said that there were a lot of innocent people. He also said something about uh, murders. Uh, he said the dead weren't respected here. So far, I've got a family being terrorized by unexplained activity and a property that was home to dozens of slaves. But I need to see if there's anything else that will help my case. Searching through old records, I find the battle that broke out between Union and Confederate soldiers right on my client's property. Obviously, I need to know more about this fight. So I reached out to a local Civil War expert who says it was a bloody battle and the information will definitely help my case. So Michael, why'd you want to meet here? 
Joshua Harris, who owned your client's property during the American Civil War, yeah. is buried right here. And how close is this spot to my client's property? Uh, probably eight, 900 yards. Okay. Now, you mentioned on the phone that there was a bloody battle that took place right on the property. Yes. What happened? Steve, I'm sure you've heard of Sherman's March. I have. Uh, troops moving from Atlanta to Savannah, wreaking havoc along the way, tearing up railroad tracks, stealing crops, livestock, burning barns, things of military value. Uh, and this is a period etching that an artist did depicting some of that destruction. The Confederates knew that Sherman was approaching, so they sent various units out to establish defensive positions, one of them right here. Okay, so what happened? On November 20th, 1864, Sherman's cavalry came right down this road out here. The Confederate troops were lying in wait in the heavily wooded area on each side of the road on your client's property. Okay. And as the horse soldiers got close enough, the Confederates charged. Okay, so they got attacked and ambushed here. Yes. And when the smoke of battle began to dissipate, seven Confederates lay dead. What about the Union side? Any casualties? The records do not tell us that information, but it is certainly possible. And if we did have dead federal soldiers here, most likely the Confederates would have interred them in a mass grave. Steve, I think the real kicker for Harris in particular, earlier in 1864, Georgia's governor had ordered a census statewide. He wanted to capture the names and locations of all male citizens eligible to be called up into the service of the militia. Okay. Guess whose name appears on that list? Our guy, Joshua Harris. Wow. So I think there is a very good possibility he was fighting on his own property. I am seeing a lot of activity. There's a lot of men in both of these directions. That group is very large. That one's the big one. That's a lot of men. That's like, you know, war. Like, I'm definitely feeling, you know, panic and stress and, you know, it's loud. And there's, that's very sneaky. Uh, it was very sneaky. Uh, it was planned. There's a lot of yelling between them. Um, I think that they were being hunted, and that's why they're freaking the out and trying to hide the And I'm getting that the pain in my head like a son of a It hurts a lot. I encountered several dead people during my walk, but the dark things surrounding a living girl's bed had me the most concerned. There was a thing, was actually standing to the side of her. Same body shape as a child. It had its hand over her mouth, and the way that the arm and the hand looked was not normal. Is this what you saw? Yes, that's what I saw. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. 
Amy, I'd like you to meet two very worried parents, Jeff and Tammy. Um, everybody in the house is having experiences, uh, including their son, Hunter, who I have a picture of here. Okay. Now, the main reason we're here is their daughter, Jessica. Uh, she's going through hell. And it's killing Jeff and Tammy that they can't do nothing to help her. And uh, we're their last hope. So now that Amy knows who you guys are, I'm going to have her tell us about a walk. So when I was outside, the first thing that I saw was a lot of chaos. There was some kind of big battle. There was a lot of men. Uh, there was some general who was, like, pacing around. Something about a massacre. And I could feel there's so much stress in this area. I think I know what you might have seen. I wasn't shocked to find that there was going to be civil war activity in this area. But what I was shocked about is that you had a battle that took place right on your property. Now, what happened is in 1864, General Sherman led the Union Army on a march. Started in Atlanta, and he was going through the whole state. I got an artist's depiction of what happened. They destroyed everything. Now, on November 20th of that year, the Union Army came right across your property here, uh, where they got ambushed. But it turned out worse for the Confederate side, because they were badly outgunned. And they wound up killing seven Confederate soldiers right here on your land. <gasps> now, do you guys know about the battle? Uh, no. No idea. We knew there was Civil War activity around here, but we had no idea a battle took place. So what else did you see? As soon as I walked in, I saw this older male. He would show himself dressed in like a black cloak and black hat. He was extremely tall and he was angry. The other thing he made known was that he likes to make people feel fear. I was actually in the master bedroom and he slid into the corner and was watching. And that's part of his thing, is he likes to watch people a lot. I also got him, like, squatting down like a spider and, like, moving around the floor uh, very quickly. There's a presence in my room in, in the corner that I'll wake up and I know immediately I'm being watched. And it was interesting that you said about him getting small and towards the floor because Jeff and I have recently talked about how we'll go to get in the bed and it's almost like you're a kid and you're afraid for your feet to get close to the edge of the bed. Mm -hmm. 54 years old, I'm a grown man, and sometimes you feel like a kid running to jump in the bed. Mm -hmm. I see the shadow person usually in the middle of the floor. It was looking through my papers like it was nosy but Hunter sees him more than I do. Wow. Okay. When I look into my brother's eyes, I can tell he's scared. I'm supposed to be the protector of my home. There's, there's nothing I can do. Any idea who this guy might have been when he was living? Most of the information I got about him was actually through another person, a younger man. The younger man has a lot of anger and resentment towards this older man. So I kind of got like there was some kind of family connection here, whether this was father and son or 
grandfather and grandson. Um, the older man, the only thing that came from him was his disappointment in the younger man, which the younger man doesn't give a shit about. He's like, I don't care. And I heard um, three words, father, landowner, slave. One thing you got to know about the property, the earliest owners all had slaves. There was three different owners that owned your land that had slaves before the Civil War broke out. The last slave owner who lived on the land was a guy named Joshua Harris, who came here in 1858. Big reason I'm thinking it's him is because of the relationship with the son. This guy, Joshua Harris, was a big supporter of the Confederacy because of where he lived, obviously. Now, I have a census here that says he was a reserve militia uh, for the Confederate Army. And this guy was in his mid-50s. So I give you an idea how supportive he was. Now, he had a son named James who was 20 and he enlisted in the Confederate Army. Now, he had another son, Franklin, who was 19, who refused to go off and fight. Now, the genealogist I spoke to about the Harris family said that probably caused a lot of tension within the family. That's the only guy I can think of that fits that bill. Yeah. Sounds like them. Now, the thing about this Joshua Harris guy is actually buried right here on the property. Oh, my God. You'll probably throw a rock how far he is from here. Yeah. We had absolutely no idea he was over there. So when I was talking to the older man, he showed me that there were two rooms in the house that were the most active. And these were two bedrooms, male and a female. And when I walked upstairs, I knew exactly the two bedrooms and that this was, in fact, what he showed me. So I went into the room where the boy was, and a lot of the chaos in there was the extreme amount of noise, movement, the windows. What I got was making the female in the other room feel, like, sad and isolated because the boy had kind of pulled away um, from being so close. So was she saying making any sense to you? She's nailing it. That's exactly how I feel all the time. It's like he's really distanced himself from everybody. Well, then I went into the other room, and what I was seeing was horrible nightmares. Horrible. And I saw, like, you waking up occasionally in strange places. We talked about that, how you sleep well. Yeah, I know that I woke up in my brother's room before. Tell Amy about some of those dreams you had. Well, there were a bunch of people outside. Everything just had this red glow. <laughs> yes. And everybody was dancing. And then they all looked up like they saw somebody. But when I would look, I would just wake up. Interesting. It's very weird. Hmm. So what I saw was during some of these nightmares that there was actually phenomenon going on, like lights flickering, doors opening and closing, objects moving, things of that nature. When I was younger, it was just minor stuff, like drawers pulling out. I remember that my whole life. 
me and Hunter walked through one day just a couple of weeks ago, and the fireplace poker's about fell over. Okay. What I was seeing was you were in the bed, and I saw these three things um, that were surrounding the bed. And at first, I thought, okay, those are children, because they're little, um, all black, like black shadow, but solid. Then I saw that one was actually grabbing your feet, and the other one up by your head had its hand over your mouth. What they were doing was manhandling you, basically incapacitating you, holding you down, and they were laughing at you um, because you were afraid. The other thing I saw in your room was the old man again. And he loves when this is going on. He thinks it's absolutely fascinating. And that's why he goes up and he'll watch when this is all happening. She's got some stuff going on. She feels like she's being spooned in bed. Yes. I woke up and I could feel something behind me spooning me and its head was like right here and I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't cry, I couldn't turn my light on and it scratched me. Um, I've woken up with scratches on my back. Oh, man. You kind of gasped when you heard that she was spooned in bed. Um, well, that happened to me. It was second night after the walk. I was in my bed, and I felt someone from behind was holding me, and it felt very uncomfortable and inappropriate. And I believe it's the old man. I think he's kind of a predator. I begged it to leave her alone. I wish I could go up there and slap out of it, honestly, and make it leave. I don't even want it to see that I'm afraid, because in a way, that means it wins. Well, I did do a sketch of what I saw in the bedroom. I got to show it to you. Wow. I've seen it. The reason I know I've seen that, that's what was trying to touch me. When I got here, I told you guys I never know what Amy's going to see. And I'm sure you weren't expecting to hear what she told us tonight. I wasn't expecting it. But at least now you know what you're dealing with. But the big question is, how do you fix it? Uh, for that answer, I'm going to turn it over to Amy. The first thing that I want to focus on are the dead individuals that you have in the house. Obviously, the older man needs to go. So I would like for you to bring in an older male medium. I want him to have a lot of confidence in what he does. And I do want him to have a certain amount of like gruff, I guess you would say. This 
probably isn't going to be a very pleasant situation for the medium or this old man. And there's probably going to be a lot of fighting happening. The thing with removing the older man is that his son is going to go immediately. Once the medium moves on the older man and his son, I want you to take this tar water and put it on all of the window seals and all of the doorways. This is gonna keep all of the dead out from now on. So you'll know there's no dead people anymore, but you might still have experiences. What do you mean? Well, I'm saying that there's a possibility of aliens because that thing I saw was not a dead thing. It's not a demon. It's something that's visiting and taking you and your brother. Personally, I have a lot of issues with this, but when I looked and did my own research of this area, it was something that I couldn't not discuss. Let me get this straight. You're telling me she's being abducted, her and her brother? I'm saying it's a very large possibility. Oh, gosh. I, don't, I wouldn't even know how you would begin to fight something like that. That's a whole another level of what the f you do with that. Now, is this something they could put a stop to? Or is it something that they just kind of manage it? Um, they kind of manage it. What I would recommend is keeping a journal and kind of just documenting like any dreams you have or any further experiences so that you have as much recall as possible. And it's really up to you how you want to handle this. It's not going to be something that's on a regular basis. That would be highly unusual. So you can live with it. How do you feel, Jessica? I mean, you're the one that's the main focus of what's going on here. I didn't really want to believe that it was something from another dimension or anything like that, but I have no choice but to believe what Amy tells me and to do what she tells me to do. To me, this sounds pretty simple as far as getting rid of the spirits that are here and knowing that we can prevent any more coming in. The other, we'll just... Uh, have to tackle as a family as we do other things, and, and we'll work through it somehow. I honestly feel that, that God gives us the tools to do whatever we need to do. He led us to y'all. I wish I had better news for Jeff and his family, as dealing with alien activity can be terrifying. But I believe if they follow my advice, they'll be able to manage it and with the help of a medium, the dead will no longer torment them in their home. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.